Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast, and today I have my wonderful co-host, Juanita Witten-Radko on the show. Welcome, Juanita. Thank you, Kim. Good morning. (laughs) And uh, today we're going to continue our series on going from author to authority, and we have been covering, we've covered about half of them now. We covered uh, the in-person or your sales skills. We covered uh, communication. We've covered, let me just check my notes here. Uh, we covered media on the uh, last one. And so today I want to talk about the power of your network. And just before we get started, I just want to remind you of something. Becoming an authority is not something that happens overnight. I I wish I could tell you that, you know, you could do a few simple actions and uh, give you some sort of magic formula and overnight you become this rocking authority and everybody loves you and money's piling in and you've got, you know, 20,000 people on your social media and everything you do is amazing and wonderful and everybody loves you. I really wish it happened that way, but it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I just want to kind of warn and caution you about, you you know, this is, it's called authority marketing and it's becoming a lot more popular, but don't fall for the, this is going to happen overnight, or this can happen in two weeks or 30 days. The truth, it's not really the truth. Um, people that it's happened to, they spent years preparing for it. Their overnight success really wasn't an overnight success. They had just done a lot of different things and they hit that momentum point where all of a sudden they were this overnight success and everybody knew their name. And so I just want to warn you about that because this is something that you build over time. And it's not that you don't make money and and you're not becoming known throughout this process because you are. But the success tipping point doesn't usually happen for, well, to be honest, usually two years, three years. Um, And again, a lot of it depends on how much action you're willing to put in. If you're not willing to put in the action, then uh, you won't get the money, honey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it I you know what I think it's really beneficial that you put that reminder out there Kim that it's really <clears throat> work 
it, the work has to be done. It's not, it's not bad news. It's kind of, it, it, like Stan Van Zulen says, you gotta pay your dues if you wanna play the blues. You've gotta put that effort in to get the rewards down the road. And you don't need to go, oh, it's work. And there, there will definitely be days when you do say, oh, this is so much work. And what do I see for it? That's one of the beauties, I say, of using a planner is that you can flip back. You can look back at what you were doing in 2017 and go, hey, look at that. We were... In 2017, we were so excited because we were working on 10 different titles. And now when we finished 2019, we, you know, by that point, we've done over 50 titles. And so as we build uh, as a company, that's one of those achievements that having a, a tracking method mm. lets you keep in mind that the work that you're doing is having an effect. The needle is moving. It might only be like one little incremental tick from last week till this week, but the work is meaningful. The work is doing something. And on the, when we talked about media, we, I began with talking about moving from a one-to-one to a one-to-many model. And that's how you kind of get that exponential growth is when you move to that one-to-many model. Well, your network is a key part of that. So let's get into talking a little bit about uh, developing your network. And, you know, your network is just basically a group of people, either personally or professionally. And, but in this case, we're talking professionally, um, who know, like, and trust you. It's not a complicated thing. It's actually very simple. It's just those people that you connect with. And I can remember back when um, I first heard about networking meetings. And I was running a little company called Tags and Labels. I was sort of a middleman for um, factories getting their tags and labels printed. So I had a group of printers that I worked with and I would source out the best prices and I would take care of all the details and all that kind of stuff. And so somebody had said to me, you know, if you want to expand your business, you need to go out and network. Okay. Had no clue how to do that. Went to a few networking meetings, stood in the corner by myself, felt completely stupid, mostly in a room full of men. And... When I did try to kind of make myself part of a conversation, I just really kind of felt stupid because I had no clue what they were talking about. It was not my world. And so I, I just stopped. I didn't attend networking meetings probably till about 2015 because they just, it just felt so awkward for me. But come 2015, something had changed because I had changed as a person. So when I went to these networking events, I decided that I wasn't going to go and try and create business because I wasn't salesy. I definitely did not have that 
charisma skills or, you know, that ability to kind of, I don't want to use the word, so I won't, but you know what word I'm probably thinking, uh, be creative in my speech (laughs) in terms of manipulating people. I wasn't like that. And I had finally gotten, gotten to the point, you know, it wasn't me. So why bother trying? I was going to go, I was going to enjoy the meetings, I was going to learn what I can, and see if I could make one to two good connections with people who kind of felt the same way I did about things. And when I did that, everything changed. And that's when I started to get results. That is so surprising to hear you say, Kim, because I've seen you in action from, well, 2016, 2017 forward. And you are charming, you are friendly, you are connecting with people, and you're genuine. All of these things, and I think, I can't believe what I'm hearing that you felt this way, because now you present yourself with such confidence, and you're able to connect and network like like you've been doing it all along. That is an important thing for our listeners to know is that you don't start there, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't take long to get there when you say 2015 to 2017, you know, I definitely see you as a professional networker, as someone who knows how to make connections and engage with people. Well, I I think what changed was, is I allowed myself to be me. See, I'm I'm a horrible salesy type salesperson. I don't have those skills. I, I like and I care about people too much. And, you know, when I was first learning about networking, you know, people said, oh, you've got to have this magnetic personality. You've got to be able to kind of BS your way around things. You know, you've got to have bravado and all this other kind of stuff. Well, that wasn't me. And when I tried to do it, I failed miserably at it. And I just hit the point where I realized that there's got to be a way to network where I feel genuine. And where I've always loved is making relationships and making new friends and finding out about people. And so I just decided that I was going to go to these meetings. I was going to give a ton of value. I was going to make some new potential friends. And if it turned into business, great. But at least I got to go. I got to be out around people. And usually they'd have some sort of training segment, which would help me take my business forward. And so that was my goal with networking. And I didn't realize that that's what it should have been all along. I didn't have to be anybody else but me. And I think that's an important point. Absolutely. People respond to authenticity. Mm -hmm. And without that, you you were setting yourself up eventually to fail because it's exhausting trying to be something that you're not Mm -hmm. when you're always trying to be this persona that you think is the what will work uh so authenticity you know being your 
your true self, yourself who cares about other people and is looking to connect with people is, is so winning and people respond to that naturally. The, um, that response that you have when someone is genuine, you become genuine too. It's, it's not just a meeting of the minds, but a meeting of the hearts. That's what yes. I think. Though there is one thing I think that is important. And when you go to these networking meetings and when you build your network, I think there is one critical component though that some people may need to work on. And that's your confidence. So I'm not talking about a false bravado, but some people go into networking meetings and they're not really confident in themselves and it shows. So they don't really get results because they don't really know who they are. So I suggest if you're new to networking or if you find you network and you're not getting a lot of results, then take a step back and look at who are you, who do you serve and how do you serve them? And, you know, we keep coming back to these three core questions, but they're essential. They are essential to all of the ways you become that authority. You have to know who you are and you have to like and be comfortable in your own skin. Because if you want to become that authority in your niche, that's, it starts off with the way that you present yourself. And if you don't believe that you're that authority, nobody else will either. So that's when I, I talk to when I talk about confidence is that ability to know that not everybody's your target market. And just when I go into networking meetings, I meet all sorts of different people in all sorts of different categories. And not every single category is somebody that would become my client. But you know what? I've created some amazing referral partners. I've found people to collaborate with. I found people that had skills that I needed. So I went in looking to learn about people and listening. So I also want to talk today about the three levels in your networking. And I think this is important to understand because we all go into network and we think it's all about just finding that client or customer. But it's not really, is it, Juanita? No, no, definitely not. That's there. It, you know, if you're just in it for that, then you're in it just for the dollar signs. And it's nice to be able to, we all got to eat, but you have to look to that far horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go to a networking event looking for the quick sale, you're going for the wrong reasons. Because it's all about creating those relationships, getting people to know, like, and trust you. And you want to do that on three levels. So the first level is sort of people who are above you. Now, I'm not saying these people are better than you. What I'm saying is they are further along on their entrepreneurial journey than you are. So they've been where you are, and now they've progressed past it. So I call that above you. But it's not that they're better. It's just they've got more experience to share. And so you want to be connecting with those people. And you want to, you know, be valuable to them. 
because these are the people that will share with you nuggets and tips and advice. They will become your mentors and coaches. But you'd be amazed when you become valuable to somebody above you, the things that they're willing to share with you. And, you know, I've over the years, I've just learned to become valuable to some pretty important people. And what happens is, is they start to pour into my life. And they say things that revolutionize my thinking and revolutionize my business. And so, you know, how do you connect with those above you? Well, you need to be valuable. You need to give. You can't be afraid to talk to people that you think are more famous than you are. Here's what I've learned about so them. How? <laughs> Sorry, Winita, you broke up there. Uh, oh, I was going to say, so can you tell me a story about that, Kim? Because I... I, in my head, I go, that sounds amazing. And I'm sure I could think of ways to be valuable, but what does it look like? Well, first of all, it's, it's, about, it's about creating a relationship. So let's say, like, here's a way to be valuable. Let's say, you know, that famous person is holding an event and they put a call out for volunteers. Now, maybe your goal one day is actually to get on that person's stage. But you know what? Until that person knows, likes, and trusts you with their audience, they're not going to let you on that stage. So how do you become valuable? You volunteer at their events. See, that gives you direct access to the person. And you're giving them something that they need, and you're not expecting anything in return. But what happens during those times and as you continue to do it is they see you as a reliable store source. You get chances to talk to them. You get chances to listen to them. And over time, they start to see your value and what you have to offer to the world. And because you have willing, been willing to be valuable without any compensation, when opportunities open up and they're looking to kind of promote somebody, you are going to stand out on the list because you have given value to them first. And so that's just one quick way of becoming valuable. So a couple of the points is, is important to see them as people. Mm-hmm. They wake up in the morning, they put the pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. They brush their teeth. Well, at least we hope they do. <laughs> So when you're talking about people who are above you, if you go into it all gushy and, right, that does not position you as an authority. When you're dealing with people above you, you always want to act as if you belong in that crowd. The truth is you do. Everybody does. But if you come across with a lot of fear and you're not good enough and, and these people are superstars and you're a worm, they're not going to pay attention to you. But if you come across as knowing who you are, who you serve, how you serve them and where you're at in the journey and you're comfortable and confident in that and you're moving forward, they will take notice of you because you will stand out 
above the people who fawn over them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one way I became valuable, and this really was not a bribe. This was really genuine from the heart because I love to give gifts. It's part of my gifting. Was I found out that uh, one of the people I wanted to mentor under had a conference coming up and it was his birthday. Now, this person is ultra rich. Pay millions, 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 millions. Buys what he wants, when he wants. You know, like, how do you even pick out a gift for a person like that when I could maybe afford 20 or 30 bucks? But I really wanted to give this person a gift. So to be honest, I prayed about it. And I felt God telling me to give this person a certain thing. So I went out, I bought it, I wrapped it nicely, I got the best card I could, I thought about the messaging I wanted to put in the card, you know, like I really worked hard on this. And I went up at the conference and I gave it to this person. And he was shocked. In all the years that he had been doing this, nobody like outside of his circle of his friends and family, right? But his audience, in his audience, Mm -hmm. nobody had ever thought to give him a gift on his birthday. Everybody always wanted things from him. And who doesn't like a gift? I mean, what's wrong with you if you don't like a gift? What's going on? Everybody likes getting a gift. (laughs) And so all of a sudden, I became noticeable, Because I did something different than everybody else did. And I learned some things that this this gentleman and his wife liked. So I've given them a few gifts over the years. So I listen carefully. When he's talking, you know, he's doing his speeches, whatever, sometimes he'd let little things slip. Like one time he let slip that his wife loves tea. I happened to find out which company of tea she likes. Guess what the next gift was? Whole bunch of teas, samplers, right? Like it wasn't, and these gifts weren't expensive. Like I didn't go out and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I I didn't have it, right? But I put a lot of thought into it. I wrote a little mini book all about this gentleman and what he had taught me. And I presented it to him, right? Gifts do not have to be expensive, but they do help you to stand out, but it has to be done with the right motive. And and that's, what's key. I gave it to him because I wanted to show my appreciation for what he had invested in me. I mean, he didn't even know me at this point, but the stuff he was sharing from stage was so valuable to me and my business. It took my business forward that I wanted to say thank you to this person. So the gifts were not bribes, they were appreciation. And the gentleman knew it. And that I became valuable to this person. And the person actually eventually hired me to do some work with his clients. Because I became valuable. You demonstrated your integrity and your intent before you even asked for anything from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing, too, about connecting with the people above you. There's 
kind of a rule called the six degrees of separation. And basically what it is, is that let's say I wanted to meet the queen of England. Theoretically, if I started connecting with the one right person who knows another person, there's six degrees. So there's six people between me and the queen. And so as you build your network, what happens is, is that you are able to start to reach out to many different people above you because someone in your network knows that person. And if that, if you become valuable to the person who knows the person you want to speak to, they would be willing to give you an introduction. So think about that one for a little bit. That one kind of blew my mind the first time I heard it. I thought, ooh, I don't know who knows who, right? And so that's why you want to really connect with those above you. Now, you also want to connect with those at the same level as you are. And these people be kind of become, I like to call them your tribe, but there's people below you who are your tribe as well, but they become sort of your friends, your collaborators. You know, when, when you're having a bad day, they're kind of the ones that you go to because they, they're at the same level. They can understand. They can equate. You know, they're the ones that you collaborate with on different projects. They are the ones that kind of bring you in to speak to their groups. You know, and so you want to have that group of people around you who are at the same level and you're all moving up together. Now, here's the thing. The people on the same level as you can also become your clients and your customers. So sometimes, you know, the roles are, are kind of reversed. But by the same token, many times you become their clients and customers too. So again, that's why it becomes more of a collaborative thing. And I think, when you this is something that I noticed you were strong with when you owned the, owned the sewing shop because you made a lot of relationships with all the other small business owners um, in our community. That was really important to me, Kim, was connecting with other businesses and becoming part of the uh, community in that regard. I had a lot of help with... Um, the one of the local printers and I was able to present one of the things I did was I had a newsletter that looked so professional I was recognized across Canada as having one of the most professional looking newsletters and websites and I here I was a small business in a small town and I was teaching other uh, sewing machine dealerships, here's how you do it. This is what, what you're looking for and how you want to present yourself as a professional um, authority. Mm-hmm. Mm. So how do you connect with those at the same level? And that was something I was kind of thinking about. Um, you become their friends. They do. They kind of, you know, a lot of those people kind of become your friends, your extended part of uh, your family. 
Um, these are people that you refer others to. That's how you become valuable to them. If you know, and, and sometimes there are even people in the same industry as you. So don't, you know, don't not network with someone because they do somewhat similar to you. There are differences and there's, there's areas where they shine where you do not. And this is where you can really build your network, your, oh, excuse me, your referral network. Because let like we do nonfiction publishing, right? And we generally, we don't generally tend to do memoirs, biographies, things like that. Um, but if I know someone who does those things and I have a client looking for that, why wouldn't I refer them to someone I know, like, and trust? Mm-hmm. Yeah, having that ability to refer your client your potential client to someone who can do a specific job better than you, who has the information or the tools that you don't have, that still present puts you as an authority because your client, your customer thinks, Oh, and this is the person who solved my problem. They sent me to the person who has the answer. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. It isn't always you being the solution yourself, but going, okay, you know what? I had the same problem and I struggled, but I found person mm-hmm. and she has this down on pat. I would 100% send you to her. And, and they feel, your customer feels protected, taken care of, because for one thing, you've shown them that you care more about them having a successful outcome than about taking their money. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is, I think that's really important is keeping that goal when you're connecting people, when you're networking Mm-hmm. In whichever level, whether you're talking about your mentors, your collaborators, or your clients, they should always know that you are looking out for their best interests, that you are thinking about their successful outcomes. Yes. And that's a really important point. And, but then when you look at it from the other side, the person you're referring them to, you're gener- now generating a whole bunch of goodwill with that person. Ah, the law of reciprocity. I'm you- glad you said that because I can never say that word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word of the day kind of word. Reciprocity <laughs> from reciprocal, which means givers get. You yes. Give to people, you get the same thing in return. Some of us might put it as you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. Behavior begets behavior. If you do something good for someone, they feel a gratitude debt to you. And I don't want to make it sound like it's a you owe me, but it's a subconscious thing. It is on on a level. You're like, well, if someone did something nice for me, if Kim gives me a gift, I want to give her a gift. Mm -hmm. It's I, I want to show my appreciation. I think maybe that's better than saying a debt that it's, it generates this feeling of appreciation of, oh, oh, that felt really good. 
I want to give that feeling back. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, like you're reflecting that mm-hmm. appreciation back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what Bob Berg said. And on the hundredth episode, I did a clip from Bob Berg and he was talking about that law. And he says, you think of it as breathing in and breathing out, you know, you breathe mm-hmm. out the gifts, but you still have to breathe in. Yeah. So not only is it just a matter of giving, but you also have to be able to receive. And that's important. important part of your network is it's not just about you giving. It's also when the opportunities arise, you being able to receive graciously with a thankful heart. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Graciously. Mm-hmm. Graciously. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes we get it in our head that we get proud and we think, oh, no, no, I'm the giver. Mm-hmm. I can't take help from this Somebody person else. because I know they're struggling financially or they're struggling in some other way. And in a little way, you're, you're being rude. You're being ungracious by not, you're not respecting the gift that someone is trying to give you. And I don't think many of us would be like, oh, what a piece of junk. If someone had brought that and given me this, I would have, when I'm given a gift, I take the time and I inspect it. And I say, thank you Mm -hmm. for thinking of me. I can see that you've worked really hard on this because, I mean, sometimes we do get things that are not to our tastes, Mm -hmm. um, but they thought of you when so many other people didn't even bother. Kim thought of this person when a couple of thousand, maybe even 10,000 others who he had spoken to in the course of year a year easily 10 i know who who you're referring to and the size of his smaller networking events are around the 500 category so thousands of people over the course of a year and kim was the one person who thought about him. And so that he could have been like tea. I can buy me, I can buy me a whole tea shop if I wanted, but that wasn't how he approached it because he remembered there probably was a time when it meant a lot more. It might've been hard for him to scrape together two bucks to go to Tim Hortons to get, a hot cup of joe or whatever just because you see someone where they are today mm-hmm. doesn't mean sometimes your gift is for the person that they were on on a really bad day mm-hmm. and their head is is going back remember when mm-hmm. your gift speaks to people in ways you don't even understand. Yeah. So being aware mm-hmm. that the way you receive the gift 
is another gift in itself is really important. Well, just one quick point on that, and then we've only got a couple of minutes, so we got to cover the last point. But Ooh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you know the the law of rep- oh, reciprocity. People are blessed when they give. But and somebody explained it to me this way: if you don't receive the gift from them, then you're denying them the blessing of giving. Why would you be mean like that? <laughs> why would you be mean when you can be nice <laughs> so how do you connect with those below you so here's how you listen carefully you let them talk you show them honor and respect um, then when the time is right you share specific value with them that's going to change their lives and change their business you can offer them your free giveaway You can bring them into your social media tribe, but treat them with honor and respect, not as dollar signs. Wow, what an episode. I mean, we could go on a whole lot more and you and I will have to look and think maybe do we do part two? We'll we'll talk about that. that. This was a meaty subject. Yes. Good steak dinner. (laughs) So so you'll have to see next time if we give you more steak or if we we change you to ribs. We are not the the vegan author to authority podcast. We like our meat. (laughs) Sorry, friends. (laughs) No, we do have great respect. And uh, for our friends who are vegetarian and vegan, Mm -hmm. uh, you have a lot more courage than we do. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, this has been Winita Witten Radko and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.